Nice pass inside to Macy. Macy makes a spin move, goes up strong for two, and she got it to go. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Happy Mother's Day, everyone, and welcome into the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast number four already. We're trucking along this uh, May and uh, into April when we started, and we're already on to episode number four. We got a stacked podcast for you this week. Good episode. We got some... Uh, special guests, not just one, but we got five special guests this week in uh, this week's interview. And um, I'm Blake Walker, along with uh, Dan Walker, and uh, we're gonna get you a good episode this week. And uh, like I said, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We're recording this on Sunday, and you're probably hearing this on a Sunday uh, night. So um, we're a day early. Yes, we're a day early. We'll be able to catch you up with all the sports happening this week. Had a lot of fun stuff go on, a lot of good games, and we got a lot of good games coming up uh, next week. You could tell us a little bit about who our guest was this week and uh, uh, why we sat down and talked with the track team. Well, our special guest this week is we're going to sit down with Coach Josh Wardenberg, and he brought in four pretty special seniors that he just he said they, they've been kind of the, uh, you could say the anchor I know we talk about in relays, you always have the anchor, but these four guys were the, the anchor, Joe Simon, Tanner Strand, Brett Gibson, and Matthew Cunningham, and what part they, they play as an important role in the track team. So I think we're really going to enjoy this interview with them. I, I had the opportunity to sit and talk with the coach, the the actual seniors themselves. They had some good feedback for me. So let's let's go ahead and we'll bring that up listen to what the interview is, and then we'll have a little chat about some of the results. We talked to them on Wednesday, and they had some pretty fine results coming out of their district track meet on Friday, and we'll follow up with those results on the end. So let's go ahead and take that moment, and we're going to listen to this interview, and we'll be right back. Special guest. All right, welcome in our guest today. We have the Grinnell High School track coach, Josh Wardenberg. Coach... You're sitting with us today. We're, we're kind of preempting our show a little bit because normally we're on a Monday night talking about what the week is coming up. Uh, this week we're a little bit different. We're ahead of your district track meet. Why don't you give us a little idea of what the track season's been like coming up until this point, and you can identify the, the group of boys we've got sitting in front of us and, and what they're doing for your track team. Track season's been really fun. We've had a very positive group. We've had a lot of experience come back and a lot of young guys, and they've really meshed well together. Our, our guys that have showed up tonight, we have Joe Simon, Tanner Strand, Brett Gibson, and Matthew Cunningham. They're all back returners from relays that have placed high at state and also guys that have qualified a lot for state. So we got a lot of experience from those guys, and they'll share their comments of what they're thinking. But... Our season overall has been really good. We've had great weather, and we've had a lot of PRs from guys that started off the season in a little rough shape and worked their way into it, and we're finishing where we should be. Now, going into this district track meet, you're typically you're always going against people that are in the Little Hawkeye Conference up until now, and you're going to run districts that are not necessarily against people that you run against all the time. Is that different for these guys to kind of plan on how they're going to run personal relays and stuff like that, or do we just we go to the track and we run the hardest every time we go? Our kind of insight is we just we go and run. We, we tell them you got to be prepared for that day and come out and be ready because you get top two, you get in, 
and if you run for time you can still get in and you never know what will happen some teams try and load up certain things some teams try to pull guys out of uh, certain races or put them in individuals and you never know what other teams will do so we always prepare that we're going to put our best lineup out there and our guys are going to go out and run run their best on that day. So we could say in in the real life world of going to state, this is competitive to what state track's gonna be like when you make it there. It is, it's a lot of pressure, but with the experience we got from these guys, they've been there, they've done it. And once the lights turn on, these guys are ready to go. So we're confident what they'll do on, on Thursday. Sounds good. We look forward to following up with the, this podcast on Monday to give hopefully some results. And I, I'll try to get with you again to see what the finished product actually turned out. But let's let's hear from these guys. Who, who do we got with us? We got Joe Simon, Tanner Strand, uh, Brett Gibson, and Matthew Cunningham. Uh, Joe, Matthew, and Brett are obviously back from our 4x8 that plays last year. Joe ran the open eight at state last year and placed high. He also ran this year at Drake. Tanner is a place winner from two years ago and also qualified last year. Brett on that four by eight and also qualifying the four by four and the four by eight the previous year before that. And Matthew qualifying the four by eight as a sophomore too. And also last year qualifying in the open eight. So we got a lot of experience from these guys coming back and looking to do big things this year. So let's start with the the four by eight. Who's our our lead man on the four by eight? Brett Gibson. Brett, when when you stand, get up to the line, so you you stand about six foot six, six foot seven, or taller. Yeah, and, and you're, six foot six. And you're looking down on most of the people that are a foot and a half shorter than you, and maybe at your waist level. What comes into the mind when you look across there? that every step that you take is probably two of their steps or three of their steps well it's, it's definitely a big advantage and i'm aware of it and you know i try my best to use that in the race to get out quick and try to get out ahead of everybody i like to try to lead early when i can and hand off in first place that's just always kind of what i'm looking to do when i lead off this four by eight as you make who who are you making your hand up to hand off to isaac so going to isaac isaac quite a bit shorter quite a bit what what is the difference of reaching to give to somebody the same height as you or reaching down two and a half feet to make sure you get in the baton in his hands well truthfully there's not a lot of times where i am handing off to somebody the same height as me so i'm pretty used to you know just kind of angling the arm down when i'm handing off okay uh any drops this year nope no that's good well i tell you what i get every year or when you guys get back from track meets there's a, a thing we get back through on our media site called the vnn and that's i look down it and i've seen I, have you guys finished under a third place this year i uh, do not believe we have okay uh, i mean that that's pretty awesome and see as your coach made the comment last year uh your four by eight team was pretty successful so to see that there must not be any mistakes going on so isaac's not here he's a junior Yes, uh, and Isaac hands off to Matthew. Matthew. So of this 800, how, that is actually, it's two laps around, correct? Yes. As you're into the uh, second lap, kind of trailing down to make the handoff to Joe, are we in 100% capacity or are we starting to tire just a hair? Uh, that second lap of the 800 is the most tiring thing that I think I've ever done <laughs> every single time I do it with like 250 left I pretty much just want to walk off the track but that's like the most important time so do you ever feel like 
it is easy or is it just every time it's just stressful hard and I, I need to make it there are those days where you're feeling good and so you don't feel that tiring come on until a hundred left but I don't think there's ever been a time where I crossed the finish line and I thought that was easy complete exhaustion yeah what about so this year we've actually had a, a cool spring to run in it's, it's probably the first track season that I didn't hear people getting sunburns and and walking around in tank tops in, in the crowd does that make a difference when you're running that that last 100 200 of running in cool weather versus hot weather or would you rather run when it's hot uh no as a distance runner i think it's pretty unanimous that the cool weather running is the best for running Uh, i don't do a lot of sprinting so i can't speak for them but i love it when it's cool out which between yourself brett and joe you guys also all run cross country too that's true so you're used to a little bit more fall and granted it is still warm in the fall time but it's usually a little bit cooler too oh yeah all right so we make the handoff joe we are in the the last two laps of the race and let's hopefully say that you're not down but say you're you're one behind what mood does that put you into is it an all-out sprint to get up to that point or where the other person is or is it a pacing to get yourself and then get ahead um, I've definitely learned from experience that you got to pace yourself or else, you know, that second lap is awful and they might get you in that last sprint. So usually what I try to do, um, if I have someone in front of me, is kind of work my way up to them. And then that last lap, hopefully I've kind of caught up and then I just go for it. And, you know, the best man wins. Lay it all out on the line. Now, when you guys are, when you're hit this four by eight relay, have you ran your individual event already or is that still to come? Uh, no, the 4 by is usually my first event, so it's nice, and I'm feeling fresh, and we're all feeling good, so, yeah, I think I have a little bit. You have a little bit of a gap, because that's always the, the task. I know my youngest son, Tyler, when he ran for Coach Wardenberg in, in junior high, it's always about how you can spread them out, that how are they going to come back and be a strong performer throughout the, the whole event, the track meet, not just the individual event. All right, so as we're going into the districts, do you have – does this group have a personal best that you're trying to to aim for that you guys know is you know gonna be that number or does I should say does coach have a personal best in his mind that he thinks is gonna be the magic number I know a number <laughs> I think they're thinking the same thing okay I know it is it in your guys is is you always want to achieve the top is it an achievable goal oh for sure definitely that's been our goal you know, all year, all winter training, it's been finished at the top, and you know we're right there, and we think we have a very good shot. Okay. Well, we look forward to hear those results of that. Let's switch gears. We also have Tanner Strand here with us. Uh, Tanner, you're you're kind of a, a multi-purpose. I know these guys also run in other events, but you're on a sprint medley, a distance medley, four by one, four by four. When I see and look at those, is it? What part of those do you run? Because I know that the distance and the sprint, there's there's different distances that all four people are running. Are, are you do you stick to the the hundred, the two hundred part of that, or are you branch as far out to a four hundred? Uh, as far as the sprint med goes, I think it's kind of been back and forth between. Either, I'm either starting it with a one hundred or I'm at the two hundred spot, but just between those two, that's all I get. I never, I'm never in that four hundred spot. Okay, so you, as I watched football, and I helped do quite a bit of commentating in football, you have quite a bit of a start-out speed out of the gate. You take the ball and you run hard. 
are you the on the four by one? Are you the start? Or are you getting the handoff and finishing something up? I've always been third in the four by one. Okay, so you're carrying the anchor around, trying to figure up where we're going to be to put the last man in a good place to finish the race. All right, preference of running. I've always heard different people talk about. So you have race cars that say that the inside lane is always the fastest lane. When you're out on the track with a four by eight, you eventually get to come on the last. 400 or 800 you get to come to the center or come back to the inside but in a four by one do you have a certain place of the track you'd rather run than the others uh, i don't really have a preference because whichever lane i'm in i'm going to go as fast as i can that's a great answer your coach is sitting here saying that should be the answer every time okay so with that being said let's let's go one step further beyond what your track season's like you're all seniors sitting in front of me. Life goes on beyond college. Does anyone have the aspirations that they're going to continue to run track either in college or continue running one way or the other? I personally don't see myself competing on a track team in college. <laughs> but Honesty is the best thing, Tanner. That's good. I see myself attempting to stay in shape, but we'll see how that goes throughout the summer. Okay. Joe, you're, you're, I see you want to grab the mic. Well, I just mean I know that uh, you know going to the University of Iowa for me it's going to be tough to you know be able to continue that, but I'd I'd like to give it a shot. You know, maybe start on the, the running club my first year and just see where that leads me. So I'd like to, but I'm not sure what will happen. There, you know, anytime you go to these colleges, when it gets into different events stuff like that, you would be surprised uh, if you show interest in in the case of if you do place at state. It's enough just to give some of these coaches eyes that don't ever say it's not a possibility. I, I think your coach Warburg could even say some of the people that if you don't have a scholarship, that doesn't mean it's not a reason to go participate in a sport because there's tons of people that walk into uh, Division One schools, Division Two schools, and be very successful. So don't deter yourself to say that they may not want me. There's probably a good chance you could be successful at that. Brett, Matthew? Uh, I think my track career is probably over in the next couple of weeks, but running is one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, I've always wanted to run like half marathon, marathon, so I think I'll start moving into longer distance. Cross country is always a favorite of mine. Brett? Uh, running in college is just such a big commitment and you know I'm just so committed to my education and my studies that I would prefer to you know spend my time pursuing that. You know I, I know your mom and dad well and when your dad hears this he's going to be smiling or shaking his head side to side after that comment but I, Most I, likely I, the latter. I am sure that all four of your parents are quite proud of what your accomplishments are and whatever you choose to do in life, they're going to be proud of it and support that. So in, in close, why don't we hand the mic back to Coach Wardenberg. After we get through this track season, what, what's the future of coming back next year? Do we have some good athletes to come back into the, the next year season and, and looking into the, the deep future of Grinnell High School track? These guys have certainly set the stage the last few years. We've had some guys come through that have had a lot of experience in this class. Since I had them way back in middle school, they set tons of records, and now they're moving on. So we got some guys coming in that are young and experienced, but 
we're planning on trying to build on them and we saw some of those young guys that have moved forward this year and they'll move on so we got some young guys like Isaac returning another one one that has showed great improvements Josh Osborne we got some hurdlers back in Caden Christensen and we have some young sprinters like Rhett Nagel, Bo Nagel that are coming back to make some make some improvements next year and help our team for the future. Okay, well we are we're definitely looking forward to talking about it. I appreciate you guys taking the time out. I know you just finished up with the togetherness night, eating so you stuck around for an extra 15 minutes for this. Uh, I guarantee that when people hear it, we're just trying to get the word out a little bit more about what we could do in athletics and activities with these podcasts. And uh, again, I just say thank you to your next Endeavor of Districts. We hope that we're talking about this five days from now and say these guys, we visited with them, and now they're going to a state event and going to be more successful. So, again, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. And uh, listen in to the podcast on Monday night. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. So that was a good interview, good wrap-up there. And uh, I guess, you know, you were the one that sat down and talked with them. They seem ready, and based off of their results that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, they really did show up, and they <laughs> they came out and uh, performed really well. And I think Wardenberg's really happy with what yeah, he's got. Yeah, they, they did. Coach Wardenberg, is, he's just a positive guy. And to sit down with these four seniors, I was just amazed. They, they stood up. And I asked questions, tried to joke around with them. They they had some laughs and give me positive answers on and everything I asked them and, and really shown, just as Coach Warrenberg said, he said that they are mentors and leaders in that program. And obviously, just just by listening to these guys talk, they, they did a great job. And to follow up with some of the statistics, they we were, did this on a Wednesday night. We were supposed to Thursday night go to Benton Community for – the uh, district and weather kind of set in terrible day it was cool cold so they postponed it to friday night and that friday night um they they had some really good results and you know starting out with the boys we're going to talk a little bit about the girls also but for the boys distance medley of isaac brant joe simon tanner strand brett gibson they come in with a second place so as the way that district tracked is, it's automatic qualifiers if you're the first or second place. Or you could race in by time after the whole weekend is kind of compiled and say what spots are left open and who was the fastest. But the automatic qualifiers was the distance medley. Uh, Joe Simon came in with a second place on the 800. Uh, Matthew Cunningham, he ran a, a, to a second place in the 1600. The 4x4, 4x400 team of Gibson, Josh Osborne, Tanner Strand, and Joe Simon, and they raced to a second. The surpriser that didn't make it in was the the 4x8, which they broke a school record, uh, ran the fastest time ever that they've had all year with breaking that school record, and they only got third in the relay. And Coach Warmberg sent a little note on site. He goes, they will make it in on time because when you break a school record, that's a fast time. So hopefully when we wake up Monday morning, we're going to hear the results that they did, and, and maybe there might even be some other ones that made in on time. So those were the boys' results for that district qualifier. We'll, we'll catch up here in a little bit on some of the other events. They had a track meet earlier in the week. We'll cover those too. The uh, girls' district meet. 
for high jump, Kylie Neighbors, she jumped to a first place. Kylie has been doing a phenomenal job all track season. Uh, maybe we could even get a chance to talk to her in one of these podcasts before school's out. And also the 4x4, 4x400 with Daisy Harris, Madison Luther, Lexi Hart, and Addie Petting. Those those were automatic qualifiers. And still, again, we'll have to see on some of the other ones if they made it in on on time but that's Fridays and I think it was a it was a tough night for a lot of those kids that ran in track because Blake yourself you guys sang in your last choir event for the year and there's some tough choices that had to be made by students that sang in choir and ran in track you know which way are we going to go so I, I think I hate to see it that someone has to make that decision. Uh, both of them are pretty honorable events, and, and for those who were trying their hardest to make it to state and had good opportunities. I think Grinnell sent quite a few uh, relays and individuals that possibly had some great opportunities there. So, you know, hats off to those, and hopefully we'll get some answers uh, coming in on Monday morning so when you guys start to listen to this up and going – We'll hear some more, and we'll post that also on our Twitter page as we've seen uh, things come across. Also for last week, uh, boys golf uh, on Monday, May 6th, they placed third. Uh, Cole McGriff, Sully Herbers, and Jordan Walker all earned Little Hawkeye Conference honors in the Little Hawkeye end of the season there. On Wednesday on May 8th, they also went to their district, I guess it would be like a to qualify for state two. Uh, they went f- uh, fifth place overall as a, a team, and Cole McGriff shot a, a 78 to finish third, and he will advance. Uh, boys tennis, they played a, actually a pretty pretty busy week on Monday. They uh, the sixth they finished third place in uh, their tennis meet. They had in first flight singles Lewis Jolly. He won two out of three to get third place in flight two singles. AJ Wilkins he beat. Here he won two out of three to get third place, and then in the doubles they also uh, uh, had uh, Eli Ivanov and Adam Brennan. They went two out of two, so they got a fifth place. And then flight two doubles Josiah Bailey and Calvin Jaworski. They placed third, so in that's in the second flight. So a good day on that for Monday. Monday was just a busy day at the high school, uh, and we'll get here in a few minutes to the girls tennis that was also going on that day later in the the week. On Friday the 10th uh, the, at the districts of the regional meet, Lewis Jolly and A.J. Wilkins, they finished second and they advanced to substate. Uh, going back into boys track, one that we kind of skipped over was last Monday. They also ran. They scored an overall third place. Uh, some of the top performers, Trey Goldman with the second place. Uh, the 4x8, uh, Brandon Pinnich, uh, Parker Johnson, Brody Kevitt, and Dylan Macroth, they scored second place in their relay. The distance medley with Tanner Strand, Osborne, Gibson, and Brandt, they scored second place. The 800, Matthew Cunningham, he got a first. The 4x4 with Gibson, Osborne, Strand, and Simon, they also finished up first in that meet also. So that kind of got them a little bit of momentum going into the Friday night qualifier for State. And, uh, you know, again, Coach Warrenberg said that he'll be following up with us when he hears those results if that four by eight team that did break the school record made it in on time boys soccer blake you went to this may may 7th yeah the took on norwalk uh me and a few friends drove up to uh uh, norwalk high school about an hour and 15 minute drive uh um 
This is a great game. Very, very tense game. Obviously, the two top teams in the Law Hawkeye Conference. Uh, by the atmosphere and by, I mean, it was cold. I mean, that was one of the things they had to play with. The wind was bad. I mean, it was freezing up in the stands. But, um, you know, the Norwalk parents and the team, they expected to just dominate Grinnell. They did not think Grinnell was going to be a problem. We were walking in, and, you know, you could hear some parents say, oh, it should be an easy win tonight. They're not that bad. And Norwalk was undefeated, yeah, too. Yeah, well, Norwalk, Norwalk had, uh, they had a few losses. Oh, okay. But, Good in the losses. Little Hawkeye. They, yeah, yeah. In the Little Hawkeye Conference, I think they had maybe one loss. I think it was either Newton or Dallas or Grimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, Grinaldi went scoreless in the first half. And uh, then in the second half, um, you know, in the first half, spent a lot of side time on Norwalk's side. And as a Grinnell fan, you know, he got a little nervous. But in that second half, uh, Coach Custer, I mean, he just he talked them into some good playing. And uh, Grinnell was on the – Norwalk side the whole second half and eventually uh, Stephen Parmley assisted the Gavin McFarland and they scored and were able to hang on there and Grinnell walked away with the one nothing victory. Technically, it, it's very confusing for the Little Hawkeye Conference right now. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think I'm pretty sure it's locked up, but Pella will make a di- big difference if they win against Pella on Thursday night or whenever they play here soon. It, that's it, or yeah, Tuesday night. That's that's it. They win the conference. If you didn't know, we've already posted our um, our bracket or our sub-state bracket is out. Grinnell will play the winner of PCM or Knoxville, and then the winner of that will either play Pella or most likely Fairfield. So they they're they're good. I mean, yeah. state state is very possible, and I I, I think it is going to happen for those well, guys. Well, and and with that to give a so a clear explanation of the Little Hawkeye Conference. So right now, as to explain. When Blake says that they got it locked in, is there's only two teams that there's three. It's a three-way tie, so it's Grinnell, Norwalk, Dallas Santa Grimes. However, Grinnell has Grinnell that tiebreaker. Has has beat Norwalk and Dallas Santa Grimes, so that puts them up over the the top there. And then to lead on into, so they finish there, big, big, big win. Uh, also, hats off to Mateus Durr. I can't. I don't have the stat right for me. It was either Eight. four or five saves <laughs> that he had in the night. Incredible. So that's incredible playing there on his side. Uh, then we go into Thursday night, May 9th. Uh, the Tigers traveled up to Boone, uh, and that's the same day. If, if everyone remembers that Boone had the lockdown on their school because they had activities going around there. So the, the soccer team shows up right when they open everything up in uh, – these boys came off the bus and coach. They, lock, they locked that place down. Yeah, coach Custer had them ready to play because they they won in a great fashion, a eleven zip, one half. Uh, they, and that was in one half time. Kyle Dillon led the uh, scoring with five goals, and then we had multiple scores on the varsity and the JV. Some a lot of guys that was their first time scoring, right. so it, it was excellent play all the way across. Uh, Coach Custer had to be getting on the bus super happy about that. If we get an opportunity um, before next week or even a- after they do make it in the state, we're going to have Coach Custer meet with him again because he's, he's pretty pumped when I left him after our last week's interview and podcast. And those who, who didn't get a chance to hear that, we encourage you to go back and, and listen to that podcast. has a, a pretty good ending there. So, All right, going into girls' track, a follow-up on to – May 6th, so they are, They finished overall second place. Uh, I believe that track meet, I think, was down at Pella is where that was actually at. Top performers, Kylie Neighbors, 
um, in the high jump with first place there again, the Sprint Medley team of Luther, Hart, Petting, and Harris. They got second. Uh, Noah LaConnor, she in the 400 uh, single uh, just sprint, she got first place. And then Kylie Neighbors in the 100 hurdles, she also got first place. Okay, jumping down here to girls tennis, uh, May 6th. I'm going to throw this one back over to Blake. You were able to spend a lot of the morning watching yeah, tennis. Yeah, I, uh, as it comes to the end of the year, I'm trying to get to all the events I can because I love to go support people. I'm trying to get pictures, make graphics and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I got to watch um, the tennis meet all day. Uh, it was the Little Hawkeye Conference meet, so all the Little Hawkeye Conference teams were here and at the college. So basically some kids started out at the college, some of them started here at the high school. Uh, Macy and Riley, who had Osborne, Macy Harris and Riley Osborne, who had never played doubles together, that morning were told, okay, you're going to play doubles here and try to go for the conference championship. Uh, they had to play, face Pella in the uh, very first game, and I believe Pella was the top-seeded team, and they won. They were down uh, 5 to nothing in the first set and uh, somehow came all the way back and won. Then a little around midday, they played Pella Christian near the noon hour. They took down them, and then they went to, or they played against Norwalk in the afternoon, and they won that. So uh, huge congratulations to Riley and Macy. Somehow, some way, pulling off a huge upset, and they won. They're the Little Hawkeye Conference doubles champions. And uh, uh, as Riley said, coming off the court after they won. I mean, they, it's almost like they were in shock. They hadn't quite completed, or they were like, wow, we just did that. And that's exactly what Riley said. She's like, man, we just we just did that. And uh, it was really cool. So cool to witness. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward because, I mean, it was a great day. So then also then they, then they went and they played uh, Oskaloosa mm-hmm. on Tuesday night, the 7th. And uh, they won that 8-3. to three. So the single individual winners were Macy Harris, Gillian Ferguson, uh, Kara Finsky, and Lauren Bolte. And then the doubles winners were the pairing of Harrison Ferguson, uh, the pairing of Bolte, Riley Osborne, uh, Catherine Liam Wrights, Alexa Schaefer, and then the last pair of Corey Dobley Albright and Kia Hoffman. So... Kudos goes out to that girls' tennis team, finishing up the year really strong. Uh, then they also – I don't have any of the results. I, they play tennis Saturday. Uh, yeah, I know Macy won a little bit, a uh, few of her matches. But overall as a team, I don't think they okay. – it wasn't the greatest day. But nonetheless, I mean, still a good way, obviously, against Oski was senior night. And to get a win there was really good. Yeah, pretty special. All right, ending it out here on the, uh, the girls' side of things with girls' golf. Tuesday they traveled, I believe this was up to South Tama, uh, and they, well, maybe not. Well, yeah, I think it was May the 7th that they traveled to South Tama. The Little Hawkeye Conference. Little Hawkeye Conference, and they earned a first place. The Uh, winners. The the top performers uh, were uh, Bella. Amador Laxon and. uh, Maddie uh, Madison Elliott, Maddie Bolt, and Maddie Schrack. Those all, those four girls all earn all conference honors in the Little Hawkeye Championship. So two years in a row. Yep, two years in a row. And again, we we're we we're on top of that to get that posted onto our Twitter account <laughs> right off the bat. Tried to get it right when it happened. Give them a little bit of appreciation there. So, all right. So 
really busy week. That's coming off the busy week. We still we got busy weeks coming up. Blake coming. That's why up. these podcasts, if you notice, they're getting a little bit longer, which isn't a problem. But when you got a lot of stuff going on, yeah. that's, that's kind of. And what's you know, on. the more that we have going on, we'd like to get more guests you know segments but then the segment gets a little bit longer too right. so and we'd love to get people just to come in and sit in with us the entire time you know usually we've gone somewhere and interviewed them but if they can just sit in and with us and talk and chime in and yeah, out that input. works pretty well um so why don't we go ahead let's take a look at uh what the upcoming yes. week is blake so, you have that schedule uh yeah so tomorrow monday may 13th we got girls gar or girls golf uh, at the Otter Creek Lake and Park. That's against Nevada and Newton. There's a girls varsity tennis tournament at Grinnell High School at three o'clock. Albia, Ballard, and Saydell. We have a girls soccer varsity match against Boone at Boone. Uh, that wraps up Monday. We go to Tuesday. There's another girls JV slash varsity invitational at the American Legion Golf Course versus Centerpoint Urbana and Clear Creek Amana. And then the boys have their big game against Pella at Arns Park, and I know they'd love to see everyone there. It's like a 22-23 game winning streak over at Arns Park, so they're going to try to keep that going. Yeah, um, and there's not there's not a there there's bleachers that are there. There's not a whole lot of seeing. Bring a lawn chair. Yeah, bring your lawn chair. Uh, and just enjoy it. You know, weather's supposed to be looking pretty good for this week, so I know, I'll try to be there. Get out there and, and cheer on Coach Custer and that team, and see. You. If they could bring this conference championship to a close and, and lock it up. On Wednesday, there was only one thing going on. It's the tennis uh, girls varsity tennis team. It's the regional individual. Uh, I believe as of right now, the only person I know that's taking place in that as of right now is Macy. And I think that I, there may be more, but that's at Pella High School. That starts at 9 a.m. Moving to Thursday, we have boys golf uh, district tournament versus Oskaloosa at the Ed Edmondson Golf Course. And then Thursday through Saturday is the state tournament for track at the Blue Oval at Drake Stadium in Des Moines. So girls and boys track will be there all day. There's a soccer girls varsity match against Carlisle at Orange Park. And then the boys play against Carlisle uh, at Carlisle, and I think that is the last, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the last official game of the year, uh, regular season. Also, that's another reason to go out and watch the boys Tuesday night, senior night. Uh, moving into Friday, still, uh, varsity, uh, boys and girls matches, or a tennis meet going on at, or not tennis meet, track meet going on at Drake Stadium, so go out and cheer them on if you have time to go up to Des Moines, and, uh, there's a baseball boys varsity scrimmage at uh, Fowler Field, that is, I believe, the Sunflower Seed game. Um, it's just going to be orange versus black uh, and the little inter-squad scrimmage. And uh, if you want to get in, it is a bag of Sunflower Seeds to get in. And uh, I was talking to the head coach, and he said, or Stenberg, and uh, he wants people to bring flavored s Sunflower Seeds. I assume it's just going to rack up their pile for the season. There's also a girls' varsity soccer match against Pella. And then on Saturday... We have boys and girls tennis regional and sub-state events. Those times are to be determined. Also, we don't know where those are going to be at. And finally, to wrap up, on Saturday, there is the last day of the Drake Stadium varsity uh, tennis, or not tennis, geez, track meet for boys and girls. So very, very busy week as we're getting uh, close to the ending days. Um, a lot going on. 
And uh, also, grad party's coming up next week. My grad party's next week. So it is going to be a busy week. <laughs> well, and then also, other, other than sporting events, Wednesday night going on at the high school auditorium is the uh, at 7.30 is the thespian introduc- induction ceremonies. That would be from the freshmen up to the, the seniors. That's kind of the end of the year. Uh, it, it's not a showcase. It's actually uh, if they had enough points or enough hours right. in, uh, that's how they get inducted. It's it's a really nice formal ceremony that uh, kids get inducted in. Blake, you'll be be inducted in right. as a national. Right. Yeah. Uh, national honor thespians. So that's pretty cool. And also another thing going on besides sports Tuesday night after if you're done watching the soccer game over at Arns Park, head over to the high school and in the gymnasium is the All City Band concert. Uh, that is grades 5 through 12, so you can guarantee there's going to be a lot of people there. That's why they don't do it in the auditorium. They do it in the gym. It's a great opportunity for the community to go out and see the band one more time. Obviously, they'll hear them during graduation, but to hear all of those students at one place is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, get there get there early so you can get your back seat up against the wall. Cause yeah, yeah. It is, it's a little bit longer of a concert, but it's it's all good music and the uh, the instructors do a great job from fifth grade all the way up to the twelfth grade. So a lot of a lot of good things going on here in uh, the old Grinnell Tiger Land of sports and activities. So I think uh, that'll pretty much wrap it up for us uh, this uh, podcast. Um, again, if you like what you're listening to, give us some feedback. We love to hear from you. If you got anyone you want to uh, have come on the podcast as a guest or someone, again, it can't it doesn't have to be sports. Um, you know, we're trying to get into talking to some teachers maybe sometime, try to get into with people and see what's going on throughout the uh, uh, community. And uh, we're all up for feedback. We love to listen to it. And uh, special thanks to uh, Josh Wardenberg, Tanner Schramm, Brett Gibson, Joe Simon, and Matthew Cunningham for being our special guest this week. And uh, we got a busy week of sports. Any other final things you want to add before we head out? Well, I, I think from from you and I, the, the Tiger Sports Livestream podcast, we just want to say thank you. We hit a, 100 downloads this morning. Mm-hmm. So Sunday morning, Mother's Day, maybe that was a, a Mother's Day gift that someone got to listen <laughs> to a podcast. Or you never know, maybe it's my mom. So happy Mother's Day, Mom, that she got to sit and listen to it. So 100 podcasts. We are, we're excited to say that, uh, we've had enough support and how we acknowledge into our podcast that you now can go to our, our website. So www.tigerslsn.com. You can watch or listen to the podcast right there. You now can go to Apple iPod, uh, the podcast through Apple. You could go through Spotify. Uh, starting tomorrow morning, you'll be able to start listening to it through Google Play Podcast. Uh, you could listen to us through Spotify. And you can also just type in the URL of our website and at the input.podbean.com. And you could actually download And you, if you have a popular app that you want to use it off. Blake and I, we use Overcast. It's really cool because you can just load things up. Right. And and play them at will. So those are you know that's a thank you coming from Blake and I in that standpoint. We always want to keep you up to date on our Facebook uh, page, so you can always go into uh, uh, Tigers Live uh, on that side. Uh, Twitter account at Tigers Live, and with the underscore on the bottom, we are constantly up to date with 
all the postings that are coming back. We work real close with uh, Chris Kaufman on the, the Grinnell underscore AD Twitter. Uh, Chris puts stuff up. We feed back and forth. We work with all the coaches. So we try to get the latest, greatest right out to you as soon as possible. Also, you can follow Blake on his Twitter account. It's at Blake underscore Walker 8. Uh, my Twitter account's at DTigersLive. So there's just a few ways that you could get a hold of us, but ultimately our Twitter account's who you need to follow because that keeps you up to date. It's going to post everything when the podcast goes live and who our upcoming guests are. So, again, from myself, Dan Walker, uh, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. I'll throw it back to Blake. He can give our closing words as we go, and we'll head out of here. All righty. So, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope everyone has a good Mother's Day and uh, have a good week. We're closing in on the end of the year, and uh, the stressful times are maybe picking up or maybe they're winding down, but we hope you're listening to us, and it gives you a little time to get away from all those stressful times. So, once again, thank you for listening to the Tiger Sports live stream podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening, and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.